Hello Internet, I am Firebolt. And I'm the Orbiter. And we are collectively known as Breaking, Breaking Dad. Dad. We've been asked to put together an advert. What are we going to say? So we have a podcast called Breaking Bollocks. And where we uh, talk about stuff. Yeah, we do just talk bollocks. That's it's where the quite, name comes from. Yeah, it's quite sweary. The other podcast is Better Call Paul. A musician's diary. Which is basically him talking about his adventures as a musician. Well, that was awkward. <laughs> Let's not do an advert again. <laughs> Started. Are we right then? Yep. Oh, Sani's just come on and Finandinho's just gone off. Finandinho is the man who orchestrates all of Man City. He oh. is the reason they've won nope. 10. Don't do it. Don't I'm doing do it. it. I'm doing it. is going to score at trick now. Don't, don't say nothing. Sane's a prick. Right. Welcome to this month's. Which podcast is this? There you go, and you've already dated it. This is going out in May, and you're talking about a game that would have taken place 10 days earlier. <laughs> yeah, so, do you know what, right? It's like t- a time vortex. People will wonder and look back through this, through history, in 100 years, and be like, what is this game they speak of? It's like a time shit. Do you think time travel's real? Well, I mean, not at the moment. Your day cut's not real. So, welcome to this month, everybody's got one, a bad haircut that is, and on this month's episode, <laughs> we have Nicholas. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. I nearly said something there. Um, I nearly went all um, Yeah, afro. I know. I know where he's going. No, not that weird. Not that weird. The other word. Oh, right. All right. Okay. I nearly so said like... the other word. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also got Ryan in the house. Good evening. Very sensible tonight. He's the orchestrator of this episode. All will become clear. And we've got Stuart in the house. Good evening, all. And me and Stuart are going to try and concentrate on egoing. <laughs> it's very easy how you do that, because what you do is you stop watching the fucking game. Oh, I'm not being <laughs> funny, mate. I'm not being funny, mate. Like, by the time this this episode goes out, we might well... Have lost the league or have won the league. What will West Ham have done? <laughs> Finish seventh. Now, right, let's like, I, like this is this is something that is pissing me off on the network in a moment. Is people either yawning during podcasts because that's well professional, not listening to the podcast, having no fucking idea what's going on in other shows, or just like doing other stuff. Right, just just take an hour out of your life and fucking podcast. No, literally no. <sighs> so um, you won't and... get this lack of professionalism on the customer is always weird. Let me tell you. Do you see what I mean? Do you see what I mean? Exactly. I, I zoned out when you started ranting. Then Nick, the rage, <laughs> the Nick rage. Oh bollocks! Fuck off. 
Man City just scored. Of course they have. Um, um, so, I, think I've already, I think I've already upset Amanda this month by, by having that exact moan to her. Oh, did you? Yeah. Why was she yawning? We'll say it, we'll say it, we'll say it publicly. No, because what it is, is that whenever she comes on a podcast, she'll reference things that have already been discussed, or I have no idea of what's been discussed on other podcasts, and I just think it's really unprofessional. So I said, can you please try and actually listen once in a while to a podcast? She didn't reply back to me. Yeah, but she's always out, out with her new, her new man. That's all right. Listen to it when you're doing the day. That's what I do. That's what I would do. So you listen to podcasts while you're on the nest? I, 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 don't, I don't get on the nest anymore. So, But if I did, I would. I've got my headphones on listening to the customers always weird normally. While you're on the <laughs> nest. So you're listening to yourself. Dreaming of me being king. <laughs> Have you got all pictures of you around the room? Or, Dan, or Dan's mum? Your dad's mum, yeah. Oh. Or Dan's uncle. Does Dan's on holiday with his mum now? He is, yeah. Do they share a room? Well, I don't know. I don't want to start that rumour, but... The room keys are all in the same bar. I'd be, <laughs> I'd be pretend to sleep with a freaking boner to see what happens. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> what goes on in Disney stays in Disney. Um, Nick, what are you drinking? I'm drinking absolutely fuck all, mate. I've I forgot to get myself a drink. I might get my. I'll see how I go. I might I might get one later on. Oh, I see how I go. Yeah, Beth Fred. Yeah, one in the end is one is a knob. What are the latest odds? Well, Man City are going to win. There you go. Yeah, evens. Come on, United. Oh God, I said that out loud. Um, Ryan, what are you drinking? I have rather stupidly for nine o'clock at night got a can of Monster. Oh, you're off your head. You do my head in with all... I mean, one, you're diabetic and could die at any minute or your eyeball falls out or your it's leg sugar falls free. off. It's sugar-free. Okay. I'm just so concerned about you. <laughs> Especially the way, the way... The way... My God, what's happened to Nick? Oh, that was the... Um, I just got the... Um, Tap dancing wooden... feet on? I just got uh, my dog was growling because there was a, a bit of there's a big stick that he's got that was under the uh, a pork TV, stick. so I had to yeah, so I had to get it out for him. Um, pork stick. In tribute to Ryan, actually, I just bought myself a massive can of Monster for tomorrow. Um, oh. They've got a slightly larger can now. Oh what? Yeah, oh. it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's like the normal size can plus. Another like twenty percent. Oh, I'm gonna be in for that if they do the sugar free. When one monster. Oh is yeah, I only buy the sugar free ones. Big enough. Oh, That's yeah. ridiculous. I bought one from Asda. Other supermarkets are available. What are you drinking, Mister Miller? I'm on the um, Aldi's Magnus Special. It's called Taurus. Oh. <laughs> Taurus Pear Cider. Oh. It's the, the can looks like it's a rip off of Magnus. All right. <laughs> It's pear cider is nice though, isn't it? Yeah, it's tasty. I thought I thought pear and apple were the only official ciders. Like everything else is is cider by name only, but by actual definition, cider can only be made by apples or pears. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there I you think, go. I think the um, I listened to the Arches, and I think the actor who plays Joe Grundy's just died. Uh, he was uh, Joe Grundy's ninety-eight in the Arches. They've got a, a cider a shed and a cider club membership only type thing. Be interesting if we could maybe speak to Ghost Ziller and she might be able to speak to that actor. 
maybe you might be able to answer that question for us. Mm, that's all right. I don't think there's enough of an audience there to, or people listen to the archers that crosses over with this show. You'd be surprised, you know. No, nice, mum. <laughs> I don't think she listens to either. No, but she listens to the or, archers. Well, or, maybe, yeah. or maybe the other way round. Yeah, I'm drinking all them juice anyway. Thanks for asking. Well, we didn't get that far, did we? You started talking about fucking archers. I've never fucked an archer. Although, you know wonder, what that, wonder what that would look like. Quite interesting. So, Ryan, what's this week's month's episode about? So, yeah, we're going to be talking about our top five video games. And um, I, I raised this one because video games has been a part of my life since I was three years old. Since I was just a little girl. So, Ryan, what was your first uh, experience? Uh, my first experience, actually, is, is one of my games. Oh, um, so, okay, all right. So, so what machine? The SNES. The SNES, the Super Nintendo, the yeah. Super Famicom. It's, it's actually still the same one. Is still sitting just opposite me in this room. You can tell he hasn't got any kids yet. And so, that's, um, that's possibly one of the consoles that I've never owned. No, oh, really? I've, I've never I've had a SNES, actually. Oh, no, I've, I've never had a SNES. So, was this because um, you were three years old? I'm assuming it wasn't bought for you. Was this saying like your, your dad bought or? Yes, uh, my mum and dad had it. Um, yeah. They, yeah, they, again, like, I think my dad used to play kickoff quite a lot. Yeah. And um, my mum played a game that I'm going to talk about a little bit later. And that's, I just kind of started playing that um, and got into it from there. And I've, I've owned pretty much every console that isn't a Sega console since the SNES. Dirty boy. Dirty boy. <laughs> and there's no, there's no real reason why I didn't own a Sega console. Um, I, I like Sega's games, or, or I used to at least. But um, yeah, it was always in my friend group. We were always Nintendo, PlayStation, and then Xbox when that came out. Yeah, it was a bit of a rivalry, wasn't it? You, you know, mm. you, was, you was either sat on one side or the other, I, I always found. It was we Nintendo the, or Sega, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. we were a Sega out all the way. Although we only got involved at the Mega Drive level, we didn't have a master system. I, I reckon Stuart's first console, I'm just taking a guess here, but was it like a TV Pong? <laughs> Commodore 64? No, he's, old, he's older than that. <laughs> uh, My brother had that. <laughs> brother had the Pong. Um, it was the deluxe version. It had a pistol and a rifle with it as well. Used to play oh. I, I, uh, my dad had that. Yeah. My dad had that. Used to just hold the gun right against the screen. We did have the Vic 20, that's where we started. Hmm. And then we went to the Amstrad 464 with a built in tape deck. And we mates all had either a Commodore 64 or a Specky. Now, there was two versions of the Spectrum, wasn't there? Oh, there was multiple. ZX81. It was a smaller yeah. one, wasn't it? And no, you had to have your, your own tape deck for that, didn't you? Yeah. The, the reason I like wanted to do people. this is because, like, we're all starting to talk about these these memories and, like, remember them really fondly. And I think video games are one of those things where you can literally just go, you think back to when you first played on one of those consoles, and it's just like, oh, those are the fucking days. 
the first the first game I ever remember playing, I was probably about a similar age to you, Ryan, actually, was, and it's not in my list. In fact, I've not even come up with my list. I'm going to make my list up as I go along in the best preparation that I do. Um, what I eat of old podcasting is when people don't prepare. <laughs> no, no, no. I, the thing is, I couldn't. Like, I, I, I kept racking ideas through my head, but I think I'm going to, it's going to change the hear other people's ones. But um, the first game I ever remember playing on the Commodore 64 was Bruce Lee. And that was phenomenal at the time. Was that the one where there was like four, you could have up to four players? Uh, three, I think. And you there could pull, was couldn't you pull new... one of their pants down? No, you're thinking of um, international karate. Yeah. In which you could, if you press the space bar, their trousers dropped. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't ask Ryan. Um, now, Bruce Lee was like a little, was like a platform game. And you had to collect lanterns. It was very basic looking, like very you know, small graphics and everything like that. But it was it was quite um revolutionary at the time. And Did they have like the, the like the classic like eighties racist like voiceover? No, unfortunately not. This was this predated audio uh, like um voices in, in video games. If I'd be interested to find out what the first one was. The first game I remember having an actual voice in it and I'm sure um this will bring back some memories for Craig and Stuart as well. It was probably Gauntlet. Do you remember that game? No, I don't. Um, sort of. Is that the, like the Ghost and Goblin type? So Gauntlet was one that you, you looked at overhead and you could be a barbarian, yeah. uh, a wizard, a Valkyrie, and I want to say like an elf. And uh, you had to like find food. And when you was low on energy, like the voice I would go, wizard needs food badly. <laughs> it was the first time I ever remember hearing speech in a video game. Vaguely remember it. Very vaguely. Uh, shall we then? Should we go in age order? Yeah, starting with the oldest. So sure it goes first. Well, who is the oldest? Is it because Colin is here in uh, Colin is the newest member of the team from the Half and Half podcasts. He's a cockney wide boy as well, uh, but he's in the nick at the moment. He's he starting his innings to go on, doesn't he? How old is he? Uh, he's 41, 42. Oh, so Stuart's the oldest. You are, you are bastard. You are bastard. I'm 47. Oh, God, that is well old. <laughs> You're 47 now? Yeah. Are you sure? I think so. In fact, in fact, I'll tell you what, I know what age Colin is. He's 41 this year, and I know that because I the first time I ever got drunk was at his, his 21st birthday party in 1999. There you there go. There we go. I wish she was here, so I, he could he could tell you all about what a dick I was. Well, we can we'll do it. Um, maybe we'll do a Nick special. Let's um, not do that. <laughs> and Colin can reminisce. This is about your life it. edition. Yeah, we'll get we'll get my ex girlfriends on. Yeah, all we could. You, you wanking into socks in his house. We can bring Silla to host. Ghost Silla. <laughs> Ghost Silla can host it. Yeah, oh, that'd be amazing. I, I'm uh, who was that fella who she had? Derek, uh, Graham. Oh, hi, Graham. We can bring Graham. 
Let's have a recap from our Graham. Oh. Right, so okay, I'll kick it off then, yeah? Go on then. All right. So, my number five was uh, the reason I bought, I got this game was in 1991, as a, a 19-year-old little scrot, I used to do a lot of gambling in the, on the horses and I won nearly two grand. So, I was straight on the bus Straight down to Tandy. Remember Tandy? Do you remember Tandy? Tandy, little, like a map, Maplins now. And I bought an Amiga 500 Plus. Oh, craved console. I'd craved it for a long time, but never had the dosh to go and get one. So that was my first thing. And packaged with that, uh, there was Bart Simpson versus the Space Mutants. Yeah. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Yeah. Uh, a deluxe paint program, and my number five, the Lemmings. Oh, Lemmings. I love the Lemmings. I I owned all three of those games on the Amiga 500. Yeah, there was the Lemmings. Was it Christmas Lemmings and Oh No More Lemmings? Yep. Yeah, so what a great puzzle game that was, and I was just hooked on it for months and months. The thing with the Lemmings, though, right, is it's been reimagined on every console, but it's always still the same levels. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember what the levels were called? There was no. different levels. Um, so there was four. There was fun, tricky, taxing, and mayhem. And the concept was, for those who don't know, you had 100 Lemmings per level. And you had a set amount of lemons to try and save, and these were these were suicidal. They used to walk off cliffs or walk into fire to kill themselves, and you had to use their skills. Each each of them had separate skills, and you had to figure out what skill to use to stop them killing each other to get to the exit point. Right, I can I ruin your childhood? Yeah, go on. All right. So the whole reason that that was the gameplay of the lemmings. It's because lemmings are famously suicidal creatures. Yeah. Now they're famously suicidal because of a documentary by Walt Disney uh, in like the sixties or the fifties, where they had footage of lemmings jumping off cliffs. But actually, that's not what was the case. They weren't actually trying to kill themselves. So there's been this very popular misconception that lemmings are suicidal creatures, and actually they're not at all. It was just uh, wrong information in a documentary. They wouldn't last very long if they were suicidal creatures. No. They'd sort of die out overnight, wouldn't they? Depends how quickly they reproduce. But yeah. <laughs> right, okay, well I'll do mine because I'm the next oldest. Now, I don't think anybody will get this. Uh, Formula One, 1985 video game. You were um, a Formula One racing manager. And it was on the uh, Amstrad 464. It was a race and management video game published in 85 by CRL Group PLC, uh, developed by GB Monday and BP Wheelhouse for the Speccy and converted to the Amstrad by Richard Taylor. The game sets the player as a Formula One manager of the team of choice starting on the 85 season onwards. So you literally, you had... Uh, you 
you would set it, it was the one of the first games where you had um driver skill, engine power, car sachet, sashi, pick crew, and you would spend money to improve them. And there was you had one screen, just one bit of the racetrack, and the cars would go through. And if you your car was in the lead, you'd see him go through. But then the next lap would come along and your car had disappeared. And then he would limp along the bottom uh, to go into the pits. And then that's what, if you'd spent the money on the pit crew, you'd get him back out quick and stuff like that. And I used to spend hours and hours <laughs> loading this game up and then playing this game. And it, it was... It was just the most basic gaming you can do, but it was like the first management game, I think. I've never even heard of it. And oh, it, it sounds was... shite, to be honest. No, yeah. it was boss, because <laughs> you had to you had to change the tyres with your pick crew, so that was where you had to pick the joypad up or use the keyboard, the, 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 the arrows. Do you, know what's no? more fun, do you know what's more fun, though, than managing a racing team? What? Driving a car? No, I, I, I don't think so. I dispute that. Okay, you can dispute it, but you're wrong. I'm not. I'm right. I'm right boss. Well, okay, how many Formula One management games have there been over the years, and how many driving games have there been over the years? Um, I think there's a Formula One management game out now. Actually, I'm not saying I don't make them. My point is, how many games are they do just that, and how many games actually let you do the fun stuff? Yeah, but. I'm not having it. It's in my top five. There's nothing you can do about it. Electric <laughs> Boogaloo and all that. So there you go. Ryan, do you remember that? I wasn't. I, I wasn't born. <laughs> oh yeah, you're still a sack. I'm. I'm currently minus six in 1985. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> you are one wank away from living in your dad's shop. <laughs> so, Colin. Uh, Metal Slug. Don't say it like that. Yeah. Neo Geo. An absolute non-stop bullet hell side-scrolling masterpiece. Timeless graphics and guaranteed to make you smash a controller up. Never heard of it. I've definitely played Metal Slug. Um, And, uh, yeah, I do remember it. It was never a game that I got into a great deal, but I do remember it... um, and it's yeah, it's definitely one of those games that you would end up throwing your controller out the window for. It's um like Metal Slug because the Neo Geo wasn't a a console that was around for very long, right? Is, I, I, is this was... the, the age of Sega and Nintendo in between yeah. PlayStation? No, no. So the Neo Geo was ninety, maybe ninety one, but the th- the whole thing of the Neo Geo was that the actual like console, whatever, um, was the equivalent to arcade quality. So unlike a Mega Drive or a SNES, which were like these small machines that were 16-bit, Neo Geo, I don't know if it was a 32-bit console, but whatever it was, it was what you would play in the arcade. So most of the time, if you're playing a Neo Geo game, it was in an arcade because the actual games themselves cost over 100 quid 150 quidish wow they were like big powerful games um and it never got a proper uk release so you used to have to go up to like specialist shops in like london 
to buy the console, buy the games. Um, so not many people had Neo Geos, but as I said, the, the games were the same in the arcade that you could play on the home version, like absolutely identical. So for most people, playing Metal Slug or uh, King of Fighters was another one. Um, was something you did in an arcade, not really at home. But Metal Slug itself has been on nearly every console. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've re-released it a lot of times. Yeah, and done newer, newer updates. But um, yeah, good game. I'm just getting it up on the. I'm turning the match off now because they're getting be two 0 So last one was 2009. I'm just having a little look. Yeah, so um, who's the next oldest? Uh, me. Go ahead, Dan. I think I'm going to have to get the obvious one out of the way. Um, and that's going to have to be Super Mario Brothers 1. Oh, what a game. I mean, I never had a NES until I was 20. Not because that's how old I was when it came out. It was because my household was uh, a Commodore house. So we had... The Commodore 64 with a cassette drive and a floppy disk drive when floppy disks were actually proper floppy disks. Um, then we've got the Amiga 500 with those smaller floppy disks. Um, and then later on, my dad didn't want to go to uh, get a SNES or something. No, he got the CD32. Yeah, the console I, with, with last I about six CD, months. Yeah, I had it. Who was, the, uh, who was their version of Sonic? Was it Zool? Zool, yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was actually it's not a bad sweet. game. Yeah. That was a yeah. good game, that yeah. And Robocod, of course. Robocod oh, and the James, James Pond in Robocod. And there was a game that come with it. It was like a mining game. I seem to remember. Mm, it, I I didn't get a game when when it when it first came out. It just it was just the console. I'm sure I had Lemmings it. on it. I'm sure yeah. they had Lemmings on there. Yeah, Lemmings come out on it as well. They 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 had a lot of um, like re-releases of. Amiga games with slightly better graphics, but it was a shit console. Um, yeah, so so I I had to play things like Mario Brothers at other people's houses, and uh, I remember like a family friend for Christmas treat himself to a NES. He was in his uh, early forties at the time, and um, he just let me play on it for hours. And I just thought, I mean, I loved the Amiga, and there were many great games on the Amiga, but there was something about the music. The graphics, um, the, the, just the gameplay—it was just—it was just perfect, absolutely perfect. And I know people will say that there were other better Mario games, and arguably there were. But for me, that is just the best. I think they're too complicated now. I'll be honest with you. I've oh, got... that's too easy now. Oh, see, see, I'm out of touch. We've got we've got the um, what's that new one called that new Nintendo console Switch, yeah. The kid the girls have got one of them and uh, they've got the the Mario game on that and it's it's bonkers. Oh yeah, I've got that. It's like Grand Theft Auto but with Mario. <laughs> so go ahead. Who's your uh, number five, Ryan? Number five is is the the first game I can remember really playing. I was just talking about earlier. And it is Donkey Kong Country on the SNES. Made by Rare, who are a British games company. They're still around today. um, They're now owned by Microsoft. And yeah, this is the game that I 
I distinctly remember playing with um, with my mum. We you could play two player on it. Um, you could play as Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong or both, depending if you were playing on two player. And it's got some great platforming levels in it. It still holds up today um, in terms of platforming games. And yeah, the music is amazing. The graphics for the time are cool. So this came out in '94. Uh, and yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. And it was the first Donkey Kong game that was not um, made by uh, Miyamoto, who is pretty much the mastermind behind Nintendo. He still is now. Um, but although he was involved, um, he, he he came up with the idea of Mario, Donkey Kong, and Zelda, all of that kind of thing. He was involved in all of that creation. And yeah, it was the first game that he didn't work on involving Don- Donkey Kong, and it was a, a massive success for the, for the time. I think it sold over like 2 million copies, which was massive for 94. And uh, yeah, just amazing. I have got fond memories of, of playing, playing this with uh, my mum, and definitely one of the reasons that I'm still a gamer today. I mean, I never owned Donkey Kong Country, but again, it's one that I used to play uh, quite a bit. And like you said, the graphics were outstanding, really. They looked like, I think, did they, did they use computer generation software to do it? Yeah, like generated so. imagery to do it, so it looked almost like you know that kind of Toy Story 3D kind of look to it, yeah, but with like flat backgrounds. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was cracking, and I think all of us here, or certainly the three oldest ones here, we remember playing the original Donkey Kong, yeah, yeah. but I, Donkey uh, Kong yeah. Country was completely different, oh, massively different, yeah. I had Donkey Kong Junior game and watch. Yeah. Do, do you know you know the story about Donkey Kong as well, right? Why he's called Donkey Kong? No, I don't think I do. Go on. This is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. So the reason why it's called Donkey Kong is because when Nintendo of America were going to release the arcade game into the arcades, um, they asked for what the the, the name of it should be, or what the translated name would be. And this was the days of fax, right? So Nintendo in Japan sent a fax over with the correct title of the, the game. However, when the Americans got it, it said Donkey Kong rather than Monkey Kong. Ah. So it was just a typo on a fax. And that's why it's called... Because, I mean, why is he called Donkey Kong? Why He's a monkey. Why is he called Donkey Kong? And that's the reason why. And Monkey Kong makes so much more sense. But, yeah, just a typo. I love the... like the, That's brilliant. And But as well, like, Rare... Um, I don't know how many of you would have played many of Rare games. I mean, they made, like, Golden Knight 64, which is a massive game for the N64. But... The characters they're, they're so good at writing humor as well, and they almost create characters that were that stuck in your head, like um, like Marvel characters. So you've got in this game, you've got characters like Rambi the Rhino, Espresso the Ostrich, On Guard the Swordfish. Um, as a kid, like you kind of remember those characters. Well, you... I mean, Conker, Conker's the one that stands out for me, and that was well, I mean, how rare got that game through. Nintendo is still, I mean, it amazes them still to this day. Yeah. Because it's just full of absolute filth. <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally, you fight a massive turd as a boss. Yeah. 
I never Goals. played it. Oh, it's brilliant. Kong Purely... is bad for like saying, amazing. You're gone, Stuart. Well, we never played it in our house because we were all Sega heads, so we hated anything to do with Nintendo because that's what it was like. You hated them. You didn't respect them. You just hated them. So, <laughs> go on, Stuart, you're the oldest. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is Mario Kart on the Wii. Yeah. Now, the reason, the reason I picked this game is um, it was at the age where my kids were into compute, into playing games, so it was one of the few games where the four of us could sit down and all play split screen together, and it was just a nice little family game. We, all, we used to have a great little laugh, uh, loads of competitions of an evening. Um, we had the four, pad, the four uh, controllers with the wheels, put them inside the steering wheel. And it was boss, just a nice little game. Well, it's, it's, it, it's exactly the same, and it doesn't change, does it? It's so, uh, you can just, it does change, oh, I would, but I would disagree. It, do, it does change, yeah. but you can just pick it up. I will say this, um, and I'll be the most controversial one on here for saying it as well. And I don't give a shit. The original Mario Kart, I think, is pretty shit. But oh, on the some, sense, yeah, yeah, but some of them, like, I mean, I had Mario Kart 64. That was amazing. Um, the one you, you're talking about down the Wii, Stuart, yeah. I had that as well. It's one of the reasons yeah, we I bought Wii. And it was phenomenal. It was like, for, uh, Because you had the steering wheel, that, it was, that was the phenomenal I thing for me. To be honest, like I, I mean, I didn't actually play the steering wheel that often. I, I used to just like the Wii setup. But just the game itself, the tracks, everything, that to me is still probably the ultimate Mario Kart. The Wii? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, what, would you, what would you have said, Ron? Well, it's it's the fourth one on my list, so I'll I'll, I'll be covering it shortly. Okay. But uh, the Wii version is great, and I think it's a really like valid point, because when that that came out, um, a lot of um, Donna's nieces and nephews were kind of of that age where they started getting into video games, and just being able to pick up a controller with family and play a game together and then not be... Um, like a massive gap in people getting annoyed because they don't know how to play it. I think yeah. it's it's really really uh, powerful. And Nintendo absolutely nail like family console play. Yeah. Well, and and console play was going to the bedroom for teenage boys, one yeah. players, you know, and the Wii exactly got people back around the telly as for the family group. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I was working at Woolworths at the time when the Wii came out, and it was flying off the shelves. We couldn't get them in quick enough. Oh, I'd love to have worked in Woolworths. What did you oh. used to have for brekkie in the cafe? There's no mix. cafe in Woolworths when I was there. Oh, yeah, we most, had... we most, most Woolworths didn't have cafes. You got a few of the larger ones that did, but not many. Yeah. Um, but I remember it took me about... I got my Wii just after Easter. I've been trying constantly for months... And then one day, I managed to find one in stock in an Argos about 25 miles away. And I had to get the train down there to pick it up. And it was the best train journey of my life. I don't think, oh. it's, I don't think it's been anything console-wise since then that's the, really caused the that much. The was massive, wasn't it? Yeah. What was the, the failed Wii? Uh, Wii U. Yeah. And I got one of them. Fail? Well, because it's got, for one, it's the shittest name for a console ever. <laughs> Because the problem is with the Wii, 
they kept bringing out uh, accessory after accessory after accessory. Yeah. And then they named the, the the next console the Wii U, which just sounded like another accessory. Um, and it wasn't really enough of an upgrade. Like uh, when the Wii came out, it was already like lagging behind in technology oh, compared to the, yeah. the PlayStation Three and Xbox well, Three Sixty. Nintendo don't even try and compete in that respect anymore, do they? Because even nah. the Switch is pales into insignificance power wise. Switch is genius what... though, but from especially because they forget they forget their primary market is Japan, yeah. and people were literally taking our consoles onto trains and plugging them in and having a ridiculous setup. And Nintendo were like, okay, well, here's the Switch. It's it's like a DS, but better. You can play Legend of Zelda on it, and it doesn't look shit. And it again, that's proved to be massively successful for them. Has it? Has that console killed off the DS? No. Yeah. Well, it's, in terms of new sales. Yeah. yeah. But then, I don't know if Nintendo will announce another handheld uh, handheld again, unless. Unless they have a new home console that is is just available to play on on your TV, but it's not the way gaming is going. Um, Microsoft are, are about to announce something that will allow you to play, say the new the brand new Forza in 4K on your phone. Jesus, because they they've got such powerful cloud technology that you can just do that from any Wi-Fi and you can play on your Xbox controller on your phone, and it's just all, it's loading in all the graphics from uh, Microsoft service. So cloud gaming is the future, then, where... Yeah. It's all going to be streamed, yeah. So it's an... It, would that just be literally be, you've got your TV, and there's an app? Like or your the Microsoft app? Yeah, don't even need your TV. Jesus. I've seen it in action, and it looks ridiculous. Like, it looks like you're playing on... Um, a 4K TV, if you've got a decent phone. Yeah, you say that, Ryan, but we also saw a foldable phone the other day. A two grand foldable phone, and look what's happened to that. Yeah, well, but yeah. that's the first one, isn't it? That's like what I mean. The 8K TVs that are out there, you know, ridiculous, pointless. But the thing is, don't forget that Microsoft has been... I mean, cloud, cloud technology is what Microsoft is all about in terms of their business side. Like the office and all that kind of thing. If they're then transferring what they already know into gaming, I think they could have quite a decent offering. Mm. I mean, it's not something that I'm that interested in. You know, I've got a six-minute walk to work. I don't need that. But it could be quite powerful. That's where Google's going. Yeah, well, aren't they launching something? Yep, it's exactly the same kind of tech. So this is, yeah, gaming's dead. Plugging, well, not dead. But the the R convention of gaming, where you get your your little uh, cartridge or whatever, it's just not oh, needed. Yeah. It's uh, you're basically going to have Netflix, but for games. That's, it's that's... it's not needed, but Sony are still pressing ahead with their next console that will still have uh, discs. And Microsoft will do the same, but it's it's about a slow transition, and and eventually it will be going that way. Yeah. Look look what Apple have just launched. They the their subscription service for games you know that's coming out later on in the year that's another cloud based where you can, yeah. you pay a monthly fee unlimited gaming on, on various 100 games or whatever but that'll be crap as well um, so my number four Jet Set Willy oh Jet Set Willy so do you know that Ryan 
Yeah, I've played that. How? You can That's still play retro, old retro, games. Retro games. Yeah, well, it came out in 1994, and it was the sequel to Mighty Mine. What did I say? 94. Sorry, 1984. Um, and it was the sequel to Manic Miner. Did you play that? 83? I've heard of it. Whether I played uh, it or not, I don't know. And I don't think you could complete it, could you? It was basically a side-scrolling platform game where you had to collect all the, the, the keys or something. I can't remember. You could swing on ropes. Remember when you, you'd get yourself into a perpetual death fall um, and it would just loop forever and you had to close the game down. You'd swing and you'd go onto the next screen and you'd die and then you'd start again by swinging onto the screen and then die and then you'd swing onto the screen and then die. Do you remember that? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was one of those games that had a bug in it which meant you could never actually complete it. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't stop you spending hours and hours and hours and I, I, does Chucky Egg remember Chucky Egg? Oh mm-hmm. God, yeah. Right, well that's out on iOS now, and I downloaded it the other week. And there's, it's like, um, there's all these different paid tiers of Chucky Egg that you can buy on the iOS game, and you can't play it for more than five minutes because it's just shit. Yeah. When I was growing up, there's a lad in our street that he wasn't particularly popular. I didn't really like him, but he had a Dragon computer. With uh, Chucky, I got it, so I befriended him just so I could go to his house and play it. <laughs> so, oh, Chucky, I loved it. But that was another one you'd play for hours and hours, like Daily Thompson Decathlon. Oh. See, Ryan Remember doesn't the... understand the, the, the trouble or, or, or the dilemma of wanting to play a game on your Commodore or your Spectrum and having to put the cassette in and <laughs> play it and wait an hour for the tape to actually load up. Yeah, listening to the squealing. Yep. No. And no you could idea. tell, you could tell if it wasn't loading right because the noise was a little bit different. <laughs> you did, yeah. And you'd be like, that, "No, it hasn't loaded." This isn't going to load. This isn't going to load. I'm going to stop it and start again. Seriously, you never like Ryan. You'll never understand. Like you would, you would go and decide what you want to play, put it on, go and have your dinner, go and have a kick about outside, and then it might be ready to play. See, I was of the, the when I was when I was of the gaming age where you'd have to we were the blowers, you know we'd have to blow the cartridges and, yeah, and yeah. put them bung them in and hope it worked. This is all this reminiscence making me want to play games again. But uh, right, so Collins number four is Super Mario World SNES. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is a great game. That's one of my favourites actually. So he's put the best Mario game of the lot. Right. It was massive, took yeah. ages to complete, and the gameplay was perfect. I can't disagree. I think like it, it narrowly was outside of my top five. It's when I when I put my SNES on now, it's one of the few that I go back to. Have you completed all the Mario games? Um I wanna say yes, but there's so many Mario games and spin offs and everything like that that I Probably not like Paper Mario and all that kind of shit. Like, I haven't done them, but yeah, most I, mean, of them... I, I think I can count on one hand the games I've ever completed. Probably only half an hand, to be honest. 
See, now it's, it's, two it's games. even tougher now to complete games. Because every game, certainly on, and I know Sony's the same, but on Microsoft, you get achievements. On PlayStation, oh, sorry, on Xbox, you get achievements. On PlayStation, you get trophies. And, like, if you want to complete a game, you have to get all those achievements and all those trophies. And there's always, like, one or two achievements. And it's just, like, get, like, 200,000 kills. And you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? I've got a life. <laughs> Well, it's it's like on the Grand Theft Auto games, in it where there's all these little side missions where you've got to go and catch like a hundred pigeons in the city that you don't know where they are. Yeah, and you're just never going to do that. I think the Spider-Man games something got something similar going on, hasn't it? You're just never going to complete it. No, it's like the You'll... McDonald's Monopoly. <laughs> there's yeah. no reason. There's less no reason, please. Less fun. Less fun, though. <laughs> Uh, who's next? Who was he? Uh, me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think I'm going to go for my number four game. I'm going to go a bit more modern. And it this was tough, right? Because I almost went for Batman Arkham Knight. Mm-hmm. Because that was the reason I bought a PlayStation 4. Because I love the Batman games that Rocksteady have done. And uh, this was like the best and the last of the lot. And it looks amazing, and you can only get it on PlayStation 4. So I was like, right, I need to get a PlayStation 4. So it was almost that, because that game is superb. However, just recently, Sony released Spider-Man. And that game just absolutely floored me. Mm-hmm. So, again, um, do you find, how do you find the time? Because you've got two kids... You've yep. got a hundred podcasts. You've yep. got a full-time job. Yeah. How, in God's name, do you get to fly through the city solving crimes? Uh, I wait until I finish all of that other stuff. So I'll I'll, I'll sit down for. Um, I mean, with Spider-Man, I probably it probably took me about four or five weeks to complete, playing about an hour or two every night. Normally around about. 11 o'clock. Yeah. But that, that's the basic complete, though, isn't it? No. That's just, that's no, just no. getting to the end of the game, surely. No, I, that, I, I, I was obsessed. I, I got everything. Well, actually, that's not true. There are still, I think, a few trophies I haven't got, but um, that was unlocking costumes, that was doing side missions. Um, I think I, I mean, I've completed it 100%, actually. I, I can... Um... I can add to that in that Spider-Man is one of the few games over the last, I guess this generation, so PS4, Switch and Xbox One, where I've sat and, and completed it from start to finish and I've genuinely not been able to put it down. Like whenever I had a spare moment, I was like, I'm jumping back into this game. Yeah. It was it's just, so good. It, it's just unbelievable. It's the, it's the, the realist, I can imagine it, it, it can be to being a superhero. Um, <laughs> it was complete. Although, like everyone knows, Spider Man, all of the characters were different versions. So, you know, Mary Jane didn't look like how Mary Jane looks in the comics. Aunt May looked different. Doc Ock looked different. Like they all had their own unique designs. Even Peter Parker, because he's um, like in the in the game, he's like twenty seven or twenty eight, I think. Something like that. Yeah. He's, he's been Spider Man for years and has, has locked away villains already. Yeah. By the time you join him. Yeah, and it, it's just brilliant. The 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 extra costumes you can unlock are great. 
the abilities you can unlock are great. The fighting, the, the actual swinging through the city, the physics of the game are just absolutely incredible. It looks stunning, um, and it's it's one of the only games I've ever bought the download content for artists because I hate this culture now where you pay 50 quid for a game and then they charge another 15 quid for some extra levels that they were just too lazy to put in the main release. Um, and actually, the, the download content for this adds three really good and quite long extra levels to the game. So I, da- I downloaded the, um, the Spider-Man Homecoming virtual reality demo. Oh, yeah. Yep, and yep. That, that's, that's amazing that you play with the move controllers and uh, the demo version is telling you it's like a walkthrough you don't actually play it's just sort of like um, instructing you how to uh, web things and how to fire things but yeah that looked, that looked amazing that game there's um there's an iron man one that's coming out later this year yeah that looks awesome yeah which is a like proper game but he's, he's like that. You're you know you're in the Iron Man suit and you've, mm-hmm. you're flying and you've got to shoot at stuff using those controllers. Um, but at least for now, I mean that that Spider Man game was at, and again I actually felt a bit of loss when I completed it <laughs> because I've done it and I was yeah. like, oh my god, what am I going to do now? And yeah, I thought the same. I cannot wait. They haven't announced a sequel yet. It's, it's sold really well. It's it's been really popular, and I am just waiting for them to announce a sequel, and I can't wait. Sequel's definitely happening, like without doubt. And um, they, they just, just use this game engine now to, uh, they will, like, like you say, just skin on another well, superhero. The problem is now that we're we're at the end of this generation. So if if they started a game, I mean, this came out late last year. It's not coming out for the PS4. No, yeah. it will be PS5. It, it might do. They might do what they did they like, might do the a last release, of us, yeah. where they they release it, but they release a better version for the new console. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so who's next? Ryan. Oh, yeah, the baby. Come on, baby boy. So my fourth one is the the best Mario Kart, and it's Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube. That almost was what I would have said. I I, I prefer the Wii one slightly more, but that was a really nice twist on the formula. I think, yeah, so I think Double Dash beats the others um, just because it does have that twist. So you've got two characters per cart for one, but also each character has their own special um, item that they can use that really mixes up the gameplay a lot. And it's something that they haven't really done since then. But this is also one where I would play this with my mates. Like, we'd sit around each other's houses on the, our GameCubes and play it four player, three player, whatever. Like almost every every week, and we'd have so much fun playing this game. And the, every Mario Kart since has been great. But even to this day, I was at um, a conference for work a couple of weeks ago, and they had Mario Kart Double Dash um, in the breakout room. So about halfway through one of the talks, I was like, oh, "This is bollocks! I'm just going to go and play Mario Kart." So I jumped into Double Dash, and um, it was still incredible. And I beat the person I. I was playing against and that's even better <laughs> it's just so much fun like I could go back to it now and still have fun I think the level design in this as well is is incredible so they really came, kind of learned from what they've done on Mario Kart 64 and this for me is like pinnacle Mario Kart the only vaguely th- remember it the only thing for me is I I prefer 
third the N64 controller to the GameCube one. The GameCube controller was actually pretty good, but for me, the N64 controller, despite looking like a piece of shit, was actually probably one of the best um, hand, uh, you know, controllers ever made. Um, and that's the only reason why I slightly, and it's a stupid reason, but just control-wise, I just prefer the uh, Mario Kart 64. So the controller that I use today still to play Mario Kart on Switch and uh, Super Smash Bros. on the Switch is the GameCube controller. Because <laughs> they, 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 Nintendo realised that all the like Super Smash Bros. and Mario Kart fans were still using GameCube controllers. So they've even for the so for the Wii, the Wii U, and the Switch, they've got like a little adapter so you can plug your GameCube controller in. And they even released a brand new GameCube controller that came out with Super Smash Bros. Um, late last year. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Oh, so go on then, Stuart. Your number three. Uh, my number three is a proper manager game. Not Formula One, but Championship Manager Football. The hours, the days I lost playing this game. I just, I, I hate to think. You'd be, you'd be on it for, not, you did, wouldn't even play one game. You'd be setting up your team. You'd be buy, looking to buy players. You'd be doing sponsorships. And you'd look at the clock and you'd be playing for like four or five hours. You hadn't even had a game. You hadn't yeah. even played a game. You're just setting everything up. The hours I lost, but what an engrossing game. Obviously, you get tied up in it that much that you just lose track of time. I think I had possibly, I think it came out 93, maybe 94. And I think I had every season for like the next 10 years. Yeah. I just yeah. absolutely loved that game. Uh, there was another game similar called LMA Manager, which was a bit more cartoony. Yeah, but, that uh, was on the PlayStation there. Yeah, it was a bit more cartoony. To uh, to ring your your the board and all stuff like that. you press the buttons on a phone and things. I just went back to Championship Manager every time. What was the one we played on PlayStation together? It was the two player game. I always went Chelsea. You always went Liverpool. Uh, was that LMA? No, Premier Actually, Manager was it? Oh, Premier Manager it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, Championship Manager was the best. More in depth. As I say, you could be on it four or five hours and not even play a game. Yeah, it was, yeah, I had it on the, the computer, and it, it was ridiculous. I I knew many people that uh, of a, a weekend when it was re- like a new championship manager was released, they would take the fir- like the Friday off and the Monday <laughs> just so they could get proper stuck in. I can hand on heart say I've never fallen into the trap of getting into a football management game because I know how much like crack they are yeah um i mean so i mean i spent many hours playing things like sensible soccer sensible world of soccer which i still think is probably one of the best football games ever made but um yeah that gets a little mention on my on my list good stuff but yeah i i mean i never got into them but i i appreciate how loved those games were oh it's just so engrossing just as i say you just got totally tied up in it. You just lost track, totally lost track of time. It was interesting as well to see the real life players and see how they'd turn out in the game. And then you would want your, there was always, a, who was that? Pablo Aymar. You always wanted Liverpool to buy him. 
think he played for Barcelona or Real Madrid. He had a throw. No, me. Oh. I always wanted to buy him because on the game he was fantastic, but in real life he was a bit shit. Yeah, yeah well, that, that, was, that, was, that was the love of it. I mean, if you you had a favourite player, you could go and spend stupid money to make sure he played for your team. I always, um, I always tried to buy that David Villa from well, he was at Valencia at the time. And then there was rumour that he was going to go to Liverpool. It was a done deal. And I was absolutely made up and then it fell through. So that was my number three. OK, my number three, Tomb Raider, 1996. What a game. One. Boom. Boom. Um, I think this is one of the few games I ever completed, although I can't remember completing it. Uh, what I do remember is sitting in the Miller's house uh, one night trying to figure out how to jump across oh, a ravine. Oh, yeah. my God. Honestly, wasn't, it like, wasn't it like a lift shaft? It, it was something you had to... It was a slightly longer jump than a traditional <laughs> conventional I remember jump. It, yeah. The four of had, us all were trying it, weren't we? Yeah, and this was all before kids, like 96, 97... And we were there till about one o'clock in the morning. And it was all just, it was literally just one button press that needed to be done to do that enhanced jump. But could we figure it out? And this is before, um, now you just go on YouTube and figure it out, do you know what I mean? Or Google or whatever. This mm-hmm. is before all that. But do you remember the T-Rex? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazing. You know, and she was fit. And uh, <laughs> Them swimming underwater scenes. I always wanted it freaking funny to drop out, but it never did. Have, you, have think... you played the new ones? No. Oh my god, they are insanely good. Yeah, I've heard that a lot. Yeah. I'm playing through the most recent one at the moment, and I think it's the the third in the most recent three. Kind of continuing. It's like a reboot, but like continuing the story. Um, and they are so so good. Does Is she it's... still do the sexy sigh when she dies? Uh, <laughs> I like the. Uh, I used to like doing the handstand. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Which is the one where you could shut the butler in the freezer? Is that Tomb Raider two? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that's what I ever did in that game. I've not played. I've not played the new Tomb Raiders, but I think its spiritual successor, even though Tomb Raider still exists, is the Uncharted series. Yeah, that. And those those games are. I'm not on my list, and they probably should be. Um, they're, they're fantastic games. I mean, Naughty Dog are one of those developers that had just gone from strength to strength. So they originally worked on Crash Bandicoot. That's correct, yeah. And then, and then um, Uncharted, and also The Last of Us. They've not made a bad game. No, The Last of Us is, is phenomenal as well. It's, it's, it's like playing a it's playing it's playing a film well, or TV that... series, really. I genuinely cried in the first 10 minutes of that game. Mm. And it's like, and afterwards you're like, shit, a video game just did that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I got quite emotional. Just so, so well done. So, so it was like the up of video game at the start of the game. It made oh, yeah. Whinge. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I'd get yourself a cheap copy, Craig. Sure. It gets you right in the feels. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Um, What's Ken's vote? The Secret of Monkey Island, Amiga. Mm. Oh, what a game. A point-and-click extravaganza. The puzzles were very clever, and the humour set it apart at, as a very special game. LucasArts. I was going to say, it's LucasArts, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Now, I, that... I can know this game. I remember this game, but I never, ever had the, the privilege of playing it. No, it a, I didn't either. Game. I had it on the Amiga, and it was a ball ache. Because every time you walked into a different room, it was insert disc four. Yeah. <laughs> the whole the game came with about eight discs. So every time you walked into a different room, you had to put in a different disc. You're forever disc swapping on it. But and the what, human in it, the human in it was really dark. Was it uh, basically a graphic version of them old fashioned uh, where it was what were they called like the role playing games? Where yeah, it's it's a point it's a point and click. So click you'd have everything there. Pirates. Yeah, you'd, so you like you know everything would be there, but you'd use a mouse to you know select an object or you know to do an action or yeah. or something like that. So yeah, it's it's similar in a way to those games, but it was a more uh, it was a much better execution of of the same concept. When well, you had approached a... someone, it gave you different choices, what you wanted to say to him. You had the choice of three or four different things. Yeah. Click what you wanted to say. Yeah. We had a Lord of the Rings game for the Amstrad 464. And every time uh, Frodo walked into the wrong room, something killed him. It was one of them. You had to walk into the room and pick up, type in, pick up the key. You know, all that type of shit. Mm. Yeah, so I never got the privilege of playing that. So, uh, Nicholas? Right, I'm going to have to cheat a little bit now because um, I'm probably going to have to jump off before we end this episode. So I'm going to go through my three, two, and one. Um, So number three, I'm going to go with Crazy Taxi on the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was the only proper Sega console I owned. And I bought it because when they announced they were going to stop making Dreamcast, they knocked them out dirt cheap, and you could get the games dirt cheap. But um, similar to like when we talk about the Neo Geo, all of Sega's arcade games w- were using the the same uh, chipset as Dreamcast. So if you bought something like Crazy Taxi, it was arcade perfect, mm. and that was a game I loved playing in the arcades, but it was just. Like to play it at home as often as you wanted, just just great, good soundtrack, just a lot of fun, just a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, Crazy Taxi spent a lot of hours on that. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with The Simpsons Arcade. There's been many versions of Simpson video games over the years. Stuart mentioned Bart Simpson versus Space Mutants earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, very basic kind of platform game, but the Simpsons arcade, if you remember, it was one of those games where you um, you chose which member of the family you wanted to be, and you just went around beating up uh, <laughs> characters trying to win, uh, get Maggie back from Mr. Burns. And I, I lost so many hours on that over the years. Was it the um, same game engine as the Teenage Ninja Turtles game? Yep, yep. And, and there was uh, X-Men as well. Uh, that use the same the same engine. Um, yeah, Konami did quite a few of those very similar games and just swapped out the uh, the character designs. But The Simpsons was my favourite by far. Um, and 
my number one video game. <sighs> Such a tight call. Uh, I almost went with GoldenEye 64 because another game that I lost many hours to. But I'm actually going to go with WWF No Mercy on the N64. That was a great game. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that it, was the one where you could get the chairs, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, it's, it's still to this day... It is the best playing wrestling game. Like the controls, everything was absolutely spot on to the point where people still um, using like uh, mod uh, ROM conversions still make up to date changes to the game that you can play online. Um, me and my friends at the time were at college and we was all obsessed with wrestling and we lost many hours after a college day going around to a friend's house and just sitting there and playing it. Um, it, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And that's what video games are about for me. Have you played any of the recent wrestling games, Nick? I've got, um, I got bought for Christmas this year by Y2, the latest WWE 19. Yeah, the only 2K19. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. the lad's got that. I mean, he, his setup is in the conservatory, so I quite often sit in the living room when I watch them, and the graphics are just absolutely amazing, the movements. Oh, I mean... It's just, that, just like watching a, a proper wrestling match. The, 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 the graphics now are, as you say, it's like you could be watching an actual fight. Um, unfortunately, the gameplay is just not there. It's not as it, fun, is it? No, it's, it's too much like a simulation, and it's just not fun to play. Or, or nowhere near as fun to play as, as like those... AKI games um, mm. on on the N64. That Same was problem pinnacle. with FIFA. Yeah, yeah. It's I've just not too much FIFA like football through. now. It's yeah. just you don't get the, the the crazy moments that that make it fun to play. Again, same with wrestling. Football games peaked with uh, Pro Evolution Soccer on the N64. Um, that that was still fun. Football games now are just just too realistic, and they've lost that fun. I'd love somebody to go and make a proper arcade-style football game again, where it wasn't so serious. The only thing, so for this year, the only thing that FIFA have done, as so I get FIFA every year because it's a game that I still play with my dad, mm-hmm. and they, what they've done this year is they've got different modes, so you can turn all of the rules off. Right. So you could literally like filth someone two foot from behind in the penalty box, and there's no call, and that's quite fun to play. Like just just as a bit of a laugh, especially when I didn't tell my dad and I filthed him in the penalty box, and he was like, "Referee, what the fuck?" <laughs> Does it, did anyone have the the first ever FIFA? I think it was no. FIFA '93. I think Steve Breen did because we started on the railway together, and I went down to his house a few times. It um, was it was isometric, so you it was like a weird angle. Yeah, it was a weird angle, yeah. Yeah, and you kind of went up and down the pitch. But the, the best thing about that first FIFA is that if you got booked or if you got a red card, the referee would have to come over to you and give the card to you. That's and right. you could oh, actually you kept run away. away. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, you, and you couldn't catch you. it. Like, I mean, like eventually, like the game wouldn't continue until he did. But you could like really annoy somebody by just running around for hours <laughs> um, away from the referee so he couldn't actually send the player off oh, and just disrupt the whole game. Brilliant. <laughs> so stupid. But um, yeah, so so that's my top three. I'm going to stay on um, until I have to jump off. But I just I wanted to make sure I got my games out. 
Okay, uh, so Ryan's number three. Uh, my next one is Gears of War. Um, mm. Came out in 2006. They're currently making Gears 5, which is going to be coming out late this year, which I'm very excited for. It was it was a game that r- really just grabbed me. Um, the The ad that they ran for this game was just insane. Like, I'd never seen an advert put forward for a video game that, that quite had this much punch. If you've not seen it, um, after the podcast, just go and search for um, Gears of War um, Mad World. And it was just insane. It was like like a proper movie ad for a game. And, and it's what got me into thinking, I need this game. It wasn't even a gameplay. Um, there was no gameplay in it whatsoever. And it's a third-person shooter. And it's been, yeah, as I said, it's been going since 2006. But it is so much fun to play more online than anything else. So the cat, the story's okay. Like I can kind of take or leave the story, but the online element of it is just brilliant. And I've literally been playing this game since since 2006. Every new one that comes out, I jump on it and start playing it. And it's one of the one of the games that I'm actually quite good at online. So I do play it. Like the new the Gears 4 came out 2016. So uh, sorry, 2015, I think. 2016 yeah 16 and i played that for a good like 18 months constantly i I had the first two on the xbox 360 and i concur that they they were quite a lot of fun to play i don't think i ever played them online actually but um yeah it had good weapons as you said storyline wasn't like the best but it was it was like decent enough but it was just a fun game to go through yeah, like one of the weapons is a, is an assault rifle with a chainsaw on the end of it. Yeah. That, especially when you're playing online and you and you you run up behind someone and you put the chainsaw like basically into their back and they they're on the other end shouting at you and swearing because you've just chainsawed them in half. <sighs> it's it's just fantastic. Like, but seriously, go and check out that that ad because I think it's the first big ad campaign that for a video game that really grabbed people. I've heard of it, but again, it's not my world anymore. I'm I'm not relevant. I'm just ready to die. But <laughs> maybe, maybe when I'm retired, maybe I can play Gears of War 17. Uh, Stuart, you're the oldest. I keep reminding you. Uh, my your number two, two? We've sort of already covered. Uh, FIFA. Yeah. I've had, I think I've had every edition of FIFA going. I play every year. Uh, I, I agree with Nick. It's over the past few years, it's not really enjoyable playing it anymore. It's just too, it's too correct. It's too right. But what's what they brought in the past three years is um, the the story mode, the journey, mm, mm. where you can follow uh, the lad, his mate, or now you can follow his stepsister with women's <laughs> football. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that yeah, storyline is just ridiculous, isn't it? I played yeah, through it. Keep switching. She's there. Uh, she's getting into the the England squad, isn't she? And it That's switches. Right, yeah. The story switches between Alex, his mate, or his stepsister. So you're you're playing basically three people. Yeah. Um. He becomes it, more more of a twat as as the years go on, doesn't he? Alex? Yeah. He's, he's the fame's gone to his head, little rat. He's like the Ronaldo. Basically, yeah. is what they're making him. I, I say he's like the Sterling. 
Yeah. Proper horrible rat. <laughs> I mean, me and, Craig, to, um... me and Craig have said for years for FIFA, they've got to um, bring a bring a thing out where you can download, pay a, pay a price to download your favourite team from history. Mm. Like, oh, obviously, you could, good, you could yeah. download the England 86 side or, like, the Liverpool 88 side or, I'm trying to think, where you know, the West Ham side with Bobby Moore and Jeff Hurst. Mm-hmm. And play them, do, do, play them against did, local teams. They did do it, didn't they, in FIFA World Cup '98, <laughs> where you could play as international teams of days gone by. And that's where I got the idea from. Of oh my well, god! Well, FIFA do um, a superstars team, I think they call it, or something like that. But it's ultimate just team. the ultimate. No, oh, no. Um, oh, I know what oh, you mean. Yeah, the uh, classic eleven. Yeah, classic eleven. Yeah. yeah, but you you're limited to what who they think the classic like eleven are. Yeah. Um, I still think so, they need to introduce a mode where you can be the ref online, so you're literally refereeing a game with other <laughs> other other two people playing. Like ah, you, God, you yeah. obviously can't be a, like too much of a dick, but like it's like, do you make the free kick call, yes or no? And you're like, yes, I am. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be smashing. That that'd be so much fun, wouldn't it? That would be fantastic because you'd you could be the referee, but you could also be calling offsides and everything. Yeah, exactly. Control I mean, I very nearly didn't pick FIFA. I nearly went for sensible soccer for the nostalgia and because of the, the memories it brings back. Because uh, me and my mates used to all get together. We set up leagues and we'd sit all night, mm. all weekend, playing a league of football, taking turns, playing against each other. And and I tell you what, a, a football game has never had such good diving headers. Oh, superb. And the, the outrageous swerves you could put on them. Yeah. Slideys used to go for 40 yards, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so my number two is Gran Turismo. Ooh. 1997. That was my number six. <laughs> um, now, this game, I used to go and pick Stuart up at Candy after, on a Friday afternoon. When he and at dinner time, twelve o'clock, when he'd finished for the day, and we would go to his house, and we'd put this game on. And six hours later, <laughs> um, Michelle had come in from work. Kerry had drive over from Liverpool with the chippy tea, and we hadn't even looked up. Split screen, just racing, and some of them would be eighty lap races and everything like that. Just to pee into a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> with the uh, with the uh, tire damage, and the cars would bounce off the walls because the uh, the, the people who, who designed the cars they wouldn't allow damage on them. But what an absolutely stunning game to get that that beauty out of a, an aging PlayStation One console! Absolutely phenomenal. That's a great game. Aesthetically, aesthetically a lovely looking game, wasn't it? I mean, we used to play. Remember, we played the full like forty laps or whatever it was. Yeah, and then we sat and watched the replay. Full force. We used to watch replay. the replay of the game that we just played. Oh, remember when you did this? Oh, here's where you did this. It's fucking ridiculous. I did a very similar thing with the on the PlayStation, a Formula One game. Again, it looked like you was watching the TV, um, and you could have a proper race, which would be you know whatever that circuit was. So like it could be like seventy laps or something, and it would play out in real time. So it might be like an hour and a half. Yeah. My mate did that once with Flight Simulator and, and did a flight from 
Gatwick to Orlando. I was like, because I, I text him like, you, you play Hayo tonight? And he's like, no, I'm, I'm midway through a flight at the moment. I'm like, okay, how, how long is it be? An, an hour? I'm like, he's like, no, I'm flying in real time. And he sat there for nine hours. Yeah. Oh my God. Flying, there's flying there's, a, there's a, a fella in our place, right? He's a train driver and he goes home and flies aeroplanes in the spare bedroom. He's a married man, he's got kids, he's a grand he's a granddad. Cracking fella. But he he, he drives he flies aeroplanes when he's not driving trains. What's in real time. Him? Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? But, and he turns the faults on and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. Um, who's next? Uh, Colin. Colin, we love you, Colin. You little bastard. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Snez. Oh, what a game. I spent a lot of time playing this to death in arcades when it came out then. The SNES version was released and it was an amazing console port. Whole weekends were lost for me and my mates to be playing this non-stop. I'm pretty good too. I'd beat any one of you at this game. Bring it. There you go. Well, there's a all these types of games bypassed me. I'm in. Because they were all, all, all button tappers. I just couldn't get used to pressing all in different sequences to make them to do different things. I, um, I had, after playing it in the arcades, I had... Street Fighter 2 on the Amiga, which wasn't a bad port, to be honest, considering. But, I mean, the SNES was, was absolutely made for that game, to the point where I think they had it on the SNES for about a year or two before it went to the Mega Drive. Uh, it, was, it was as perfect a, a, a version of the arcade game she was going to get at home at that time. Uh, yeah, it, it was. It was stunning. Absolutely stunned. Tell you what we should do when we when we're at our meetup, <laughs> we should uh, find a find a retro gaming bar at some point. Well, I know Namco Funland is at uh, Waterloo. Do they allow you? Do they, do they allow you to get smashed while you're playing games there? Uh, I will find out. The times me and Stuart have been there in town or whatever, and said, "Should we just go home and play on the?" PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> we did that with Worms at Jan Moldy's testimonial. Oh, God, yeah. We walked out at half time and got the bus and went and played Worms. Because <laughs> we had them. <laughs> yeah, because we had them, yeah. Because we'd been bumming each other. Um, so there's Collins number two. So um, uh, it's uh, Nick. Oh, it's Ryan now, isn't it? Yeah, Nick's done his. Yeah. Um, my second one is one that I've talked about on this podcast before, because it was, uh, I think it was '98 where I did my year, and right. it's uh, Banjo Kazooie. It narrowly missed the top spot for me. I literally just changed it now, so it's it kind of goes in in and out of the top spot. Um, made by Rare again. Um, for the N64, was re-released on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Um, is regarded as probably one of the best platforming games of all time. Um, I regard it higher than the Mario 64, which is, is is kind of what it's based on, to be honest. And um, it's just brilliant. It's got everything a good platforming game should have. Great level design, amazing 
um, music. It's just a fantastic game from start to finish, and one that I've completed several times. I'll probably go back and finish it every 18 months, maybe, and it's still so much fun to play, like, 20 years on. And have they never done follow-ups? Yeah, they've done, so there's a Banjo-Tooie, and there's also a Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts, which was shit. Um, But there's, like, literally every year, fans of Rare are calling them to make a proper um, sequel to Banjo-Tooie. I think it will happen one day, but pla- the problem is platforming games are mostly dead unless it's a Mario game. Mm. People just aren't yeah. buying them anymore. Would it would it come out on like an iOS, an app version of it? Would that keep you happy? Well, the thing is, because I Rare are owned by Microsoft now, they own the rights to Banjo Kazooie. I can't see Microsoft doing anything with it other than releasing it for Xbox. Mm. Well. Right, I'm going to have to leave you in suspense now. I got means I'm going to drop out before I've heard everyone's number ones, but I can't wait to hear what you've had and I'll be screaming at my phone <laughs> once you've announced them. So um, thank you, gents, for tonight's episode and um, I'll catch you on next month's. Go ahead, lad. See you later. Night, night, everyone. Bye. So, Mr. Miller, what is your number one? Right, this is my attempt to get down with the kids. None of this retro rubbish. My number one is Fortnite. Oh, <laughs> what a game! No, oh. I, tried, I, I played it for a while and I tried to get Craig into it. And he, he dipped his toe and it never intrigued him. He wasn't, uh, no, it's just shit, Harry. Honest to God, right. Fortnite is a stunning concept, a stunning idea for a game that has made whoever they are all the money in the world. Um, Consider it's a free game. Yeah. Uh, It's amazing. It's simply amazing. However, I've got the reactions of a slug now. So (laughs) I, I, I tried for a few hours to play with you, and I did. And you're bouncing, because that's what everyone does on the game. They all bounce, 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 bounce. And then you're building stuff, and I'm looking at the buttons to see what buttons to press. And while I'm looking at the buttons, someone killed me. And then, like, Stuart will be like, his whole house has got to be silent because he can hear somebody running in the grass 800 (laughs) metres away. Uh, And I'm like, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Now, Get down. And, and everything everything's everything he's saying is right because ultimately somebody does come and would generally kill me. So, but it's, yeah. it's it was a great game to start with, but it's it's evolving every season. It evolves yeah. even more. They're adding more things. I mean they've had a Thanos themed game. I think Iron Man's coming to it tomorrow. They're bringing Avengers then game crossover, yeah. Over, yeah. So, are you still playing it, Stewie? Yeah, I play it every day. I'm at work thinking about how I'm going to come home and play. Well, That's why it's number one. It's the only game that I've had this interest in a game. I mean, the, the FIFA's I bought every I bought every year, but this Fortnite, I play it every day because there's challenges you got to do before the time runs out. Um, they've done a crossover now where I can play with Matt. We can play together. He's on his Xbox. I'm on my PlayStation. We can play in the same game together. Well, that's good. It's a crossover. 
Well, the, you could do that on the um, like the iPad and the PlayStation, couldn't you? Yeah. But so now you can go cross console as well. Yeah, yeah it's cross console. That's yeah. phenomenal. That have you played? Um, have you played Apex Legends? Yeah. Fucking love that game. It's but well, I like the cartoony expert. Uh, you know the cartoony part of this. Apex yeah. Legends is too perfect. It's not too perfect, but I like the cartoony part. I mean, it's, look at all the dances they do. It's yeah, it's a global phenomenon. It is crazy. It's given the L and the floss and all that. It's just everywhere. Well, so you do know, you pl- are you playing this as well, Ryan? No, I play Apex. So what's Apex? Apex is kind of the new battle royale game. They're both battle royale games. You've got Apex. You've got um, Fortnite. PUBG. You've got PUBG. Yeah. Um, and Apex is kind of kind of came out of nowhere. EA were like, "Oh, here's this new game," and it's same concept, exactly the same concept. I just think it's more it's more of a refined uh, shooter. Um, I played Fortnite a few times, but yeah, Apex is is just a bit more refined it, for me. Is it more realistic? Because like Stuart says, yeah. it, it, it's, I guess it's a bit more realistic, but it's still kind of cartoony graphics. It's still uh, like, okay. It, it, I guess the weapons are a bit more realistic in some I mean, aspects. I'd, when we were doing this, I had a look at the history and I didn't realise that <clears throat> Fortnite was actually developed in 2011. Yeah, um, it was like a really weird... Uh, it wasn't... So for, the actual main Fortnite game, nobody plays. Yeah. It was about the zombie thing, wasn't it? Trying to keep yeah. the zombies up your thoughts. Uh, and then they, they, they had a 2014 demo to, ready to put out, but they decided to hold that to make it better and that's when PUBG stepped in so they yeah. became the first didn't they yeah the first of this genre and then Fortnite stepped in and then uh, Apex Legends but Apex Fortnite... Legends is insane like it's so it came out I think in February and it reached uh, 10 million players in 72 hours and yeah. a month after yeah. released reached 50 million players fucking hell and obviously, to get the, the the most out of the game, you've got to give them some money. No, not I haven't spent a penny on Apex. Wow. You can, I mean, don't... Fortnite's all about the skit, the player skins, and Apex is as well to a certain extent. You want to get like the, co- the costumes, the cool dances, that kind of thing. That's yeah. where they're making the money. And the season passes. The season passes on Fortnite, they're like a tenner idea a month or something. Um. I haven't bought it for the past couple of years, couple of times because you can collect um, V bucks by winning things, so you get the choice to either pay for the the um, the thing or use your V bucks that you've collected. So I've always just used the V bucks I've collected. So I've not actually. Oh, so it, so as you get better at it, you don't necessarily have to spend money. No, so you get you get certain challenges, and when you collect when you win them challenges, you get V bucks. I mean, most of Fortnite's money is definitely coming from kids hassling their parents so they can buy the, the least. Yeah, I can vouch um, for that. Matthew's just had a birthday. Yeah. And he got 100, £170 pounds and he got clothes and out as well. And he said, Dad, can I go into Smith's and get a £20 uh, Xbox voucher? Why? <laughs> oh, well, because there's some stuff on Fortnite I want to buy. So that's fine. It's your money. But I just can't understand it. I'm the generation where... It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't make you play any better. No, no, exactly. It doesn't make you go any faster. It doesn't make you any stronger. It's just a different outfit to wear. But as you say, the kids love it. 
It's a good choice. It's a it's a good choice. It's a great game. Well, it, it, what's that film? Um, Ready Player One, isn't it? it this yeah. is the start. It, this yeah. is the start. Matthew's mm-hmm. twenty pounds investment in Fortnite. He's now got a swanky new outfit that will still be saving him in twenty years' time when he's living in a a, a virtual world somewhere. He's living in the oasis. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking mental that means. Um, so right, well, my my number one is boring now, but it's not. It's FIFA. Um, and that is because out of all the games I've ever played, the hours that me and uh, Stuart have lost to playing FIFA uh, with the the leagues that we've had and the fallen outs that we've had, nothing has created so much passion um, <laughs> between the two of us. You know, bottles of whiskey are won and lost and stuff like that. It hasn't happened since... Um, I think since we both working at the same place and shifts contradicting each other and podcasts getting in the way of everything. Um, so it's become a, a a non-event now. But it's something that I'm, I'm trying to potentially get back on track with because we did have... You know, we had to, when we first started, the league was an unlimited amount of games, wasn't it? Yeah. So the league season would be um, 180 games or something like that. Yeah. And and it'd be, but I'm 30 wins clear. Can we call time on the season yet? And we'll <laughs> just, well, tonight we'll just, we'll just, if we play 15 games and if I win eight of them, then we'll call it that you've won. You know, that type of stuff. But then we evolved the ideas. So like Stuart would be Liverpool and I would be Everton. And we'd follow the actual real fixture list uh, as the season unfolded in real life. So we'd have a few warm-up games and then we'd play the actual league game for who Liverpool were playing that week. And he would play as Liverpool and I'd play as the other team. And, and vice versa, we'd play the, the, the other fixture for my the other team. league table, yeah. And, uh, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely love, brilliant. Love FIFA. I was I mean, we've come up quite a lot, and it's it's still. I I went round my parents on Saturday and um, brought my spare Xbox controller and sat there playing. I got there like a few hours early before the barbecue, so to so me and my dad could play FIFA. It's such a great game to play. Um, I, I play it every lunchtime at work with uh, with my mates. That's mental. I want to work in your place. <laughs> Imagine our mess rooms if they had games consoles. Yeah. That's an idea, that get on it. Um, but and old people, when they walk into a, a room where FIFA's on, do you think they're actually watching a footy match? I've had that <laughs> before. It's incredible. Fucking <laughs> boss. Uh, it's so funny. I was around my um, uncle's house and his uh, father-in-law walked in, and it was because we do random teams. So I think I was like, I don't know, like um, Russia, and he was uh, Brighton or something like that. And uh, he goes, uh, he comes in, he's like, oh, what's, what's this game on then? Is this some kind of charity game? No and we're way. just like, yeah, 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 it's, it's a charity game. And he's sitting there watching it going, bloody hell, it's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> and we literally had to go, it's, it's just a game. And he's like, no, you're joking, you're joking, it's, it can't be real. That bit of it is absolutely phenomenal. That's what I was saying there about the graphics are so good on the FIFAs now. It's like, yeah, like you say, you watch the TV, but the, the, the idea we had where 
you could download your favorite teams from the the past. Imagine seeing your favorite players running around playing FIFA now. Oh, Kevin Keegan. I mean, Sensible Soccer did it back in the day, but there, Ian Rush was just a pixelated man with a moustache. Yeah. That'd be awesome. amazing. It'd be absolutely phenomenal. But And it, it's a cash... You know, you just go and download the 87-88 season with all the teams. I just can't believe it's not been done. I think it's a no-brainer. The amount of Liverpool fans would buy the, the 88-89 season. The amount of England fans would buy the Euro 96 side. You know what I mean? Everyone's got the favourite team, haven't they? Yeah. I just think and, it's a cash cow. I can't well, believe they haven't done it. And the fact that it's, it's basically cloud-based now anyway, FIFA. You know, you you just download all the little updates and everything like that. And it's just so easy to do. So easy. Uh, right. Uh, Collins, number one, is Zelda. Oh. Uh, the Ocarina, Ocarina of Time. That's the one, N64. Such a good game. Completely blew my pants off. <laughs> uh, the first time I put the cartridge in and switched it on the N64. Graphically, it was outstanding. The gameplay was incredible. The story, immersive as it gets. It's the only game I've completed multiple times and I've enjoyed it every single time. I feel as if I've missed out on so much by not having a NES. Have you, have you got a Switch in the house? No. So, Craig, you have, right? Yeah, yeah. If you get Breath of the Wild, it was it is the best game from, from a couple of years ago. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Absolutely stunning. What I will Such say a good game. is the Switch. If I had more time, the, the Switch is an absolutely beautiful console. The, the, some of the games on it are absolutely stunning. And again, it's got the spirit of the Wii uh, very much at, at heart. So the, the multiplayer aspect of it is absolutely fantastic. And I, I have seen that Zelda game. I did play a Zelda game on um, one of the uh, on the, the, the handhelds. Oh, fucking hell, what are they called? Game Boy? The Game Boy, yeah, the Game Boy. Um and I can't remember what one it was, but it was fantastic. They are brilliant games. It, very, very simple, very, uh, very Tomb Raider-y in respect of you go here, you've got to do that, and you've got to get that, and you've got to stand on that, you know, but, yeah, absolutely wonderful game. Ocarina of Time is is definitely regarded as one of the greatest games ever made. I think... Um... Like now, it's been said out loud. I think if I'd listened back to this podcast and it not had a mention, I would have been a bit upset. Has nobody mentioned the Pokemon? Pokemon? Uh, so Pokemon fell just outside my top five, actually, because I had the Pokemon Red and the Pokemon Blue. Yeah, yeah. And I again, st- they are fucking amazing games. I still buy every single one. Do you? Yeah, I've got the new one on the Switch, which is a remastered Pokemon Yellow, which is incredible. It's like Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, sorry, Pokemon Yellow, which is basically Pokemon Red or, Red or Blue, but given like updated graphics, it's all 3D. It's it's incredible. I seem to remember Craig we went on holiday somewhere, and you already had it, and I liked it that much that I bought it while we were out there. Yeah, I think that was two thousand and one. Um... That was Dad Ology, whatever that was. Tenerife, was it? 
Absolute eternity since 2001, yeah. Yeah, because I remember watching. I remember watching you playing it, and I had a quick go, and I fell in love with it. So I bought it while we were out there. Yeah. Um, no, right. So, well, has anyone done the Pokemon iOS game? Where you literally walk? Oh, Pokemon the city? Go. Yeah. Yeah, I played that for quite a while, um, and then gave up because that went mental, didn't it? Where there was yeah. there was gangs in in meeting up in parks and all you know, rare. Pokemon were coming out and people uh, I seem to remember Adam the Woo going down to some parks in Orlando where there's like 300 people all running around chasing Pokemon. Yeah, People were getting killed, weren't they? People were chasing a, po- a Pikachu into the street and getting knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's fucking kids now. They're all walking around looking at the phones, aren't they? Just, just in general. Throw a Pokemon. There's a, go- there's a Ghostbusters game, isn't there? Yeah, and there's um, Jurassic Park one. I think there's a Harry Potter one on the way as well, following a very similar thing. Would you uh, would you would you recommend it? Because I've I've stayed. I'm a forty five nah. year old man. I've stayed clear of it. No, if if you if I was to recommend any Pokemon game for you, it would be Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu on the Switch because it's literally a like for like remake of say Pokemon Red, and it looks stunning. Oh, it's so good. I might have a look at that. Um, what's your number one then, Ryan? Uh, mine is Halo. Oh. Um, it was a really tight one between Halo and Halo 2 because I love them probably equally. But I remember walking... Halo is... So Xbox is my console of choice, even though I've got them all. Xbox is the, my console of choice. And partly due to i was in toys r us i remember it was uh, maybe late 2001 uh before christmas i think i want to say that was the right time and i they had like the classic games cabinet where the xbox was there and there was a game just just sat there so i went and started playing it and it was halo and i was like oh my god this is incredible i'm like driving around in this car in the middle of a beach like these aliens firing at me, you know, you're shooting them back. And I was just like, I have to get this game. <laughs> um, so that then my parents eventually um, bought the console for me. I want to say it was around the time where I got diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes. And it was like, they got me this console and Halo, and I fell in love with the game. I played countless, countless hours with my friends, local, um, just on the multiplayer maps. And then Halo 2 came out, Xbox Live came out, and I spent hundreds and hundreds of hours playing Halo 2 online. And I've been playing Halo ever since, the same as I've been playing Gears of War ever since. Every single Halo that comes out, I'll play it for hours and hours. But I go back to Halo 1 every year still and, and play some of the think, maps on there. I think Halo is the single most frustrating game I've ever played. The story <laughs> mode was fine. I, I loved playing the story mode, but as soon as you go online to play against in a, in a world, as soon as you generate, there's some bastard with a sniper rifle just yeah. targets on you. So as soon as you generate, uh, two seconds later, you're dead. Yeah. And then you generate someone else. Someone else is there with a sniper rifle. I remember trying to get into a game for about 10 minutes. And every time I appeared, <laughs> someone would shoot me straight away. We, if you remember the Xbox, to get online in that in that infancy, you, you had to have some sort of add-on or some sort of plug or something to go into the back of it 
you need it, yeah, and you need it to go in via Ethernet cable as well, which yeah. sounds simple now, but back then it was not fucking easy. No. I remember I had to drag my Xbox from my bedroom down to where the PC was and plumb it into like a TV that was even smaller than the one in my bedroom. Um and kind of play it that way. And but yeah, once you got online, oh it's just incredible. Well, there was the Stuart knows what I'm gonna say here. Yeah. So me and <laughs> Philip, my cousin, are playing split screen in our house and Stuart in his his house online. So it must have been Halo Two, was that? So to be yeah, playing it in yeah. a world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're playing against each other and Philip is a gobshite and would just be that fella to kill you all the time. He's and, good at it, wasn't he? Yeah. And he murdered Stewie constantly. Right. He murdered both of us constantly. He was just a prick. We me and him shit at it. And this one time Stewie killed him. And it must have been a dead spawny kill. It must have been where the, where he was right on top of him, type of thing killed him and Philip morphs like into a new spot and he goes what the fuck's going on here and he'd he'd seen Stuart on the map and he went and found him and Philip's old body was lying there dead and Stuart was just standing over him just filling him full of lead just fucking (laughs) just blaffing him emptying the entire magazine into him and Philip just dropped him. Just yeah, fucking amazing. killed. And it was just pure frustration. I was making the moment last. I'd never killed him before. <laughs> I've just I'm on YouTube now watching Halo One. So good. I mean, uh because they, they re-released them all and under what they called the Master Chief collection on Xbox One. And it was uh just before Christmas in our office, and uh, my boss said to me, Oh, let's have a game of, of Halo, because you can play it on the Xbox One now. We we decided to load up Halo One. And he was like, I'm pretty good at this, by the way. So, you know, I, 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 I'm not going to go easy. I'm like, all right, mate, we'll see. And uh, I think I beat him 25 to 4. And he, and he hasn't played me on it since. Fucking hell. Yeah, well. <sighs> yeah, it, looking at this now, it's making me want to play Halo again. It's absolutely stunning. Uh, it is brilliant. And this is 2002, isn't it? 2001, I think. Oh, it came 2000, out. yeah. It's just yeah. absolutely. Well, what are, what are we playing now? Do you know what I mean? What is what's what's it's the cr- game now? What's the game now that the the hot one is it? Um, Fortnite or is what is it? It's definitely. I mean, Fortnite is definitely up there at the minute. Apex is up there at the minute. Um, they're making a new Halo, which will probably be out next year. Um, but yeah, certainly the. The battle royale games like Fortnite and, and Apex seem to be dominant at the minute, but that's just a trend. We, we go through those, these trends like we do in movies. Um, everyone's making a battle royale mode at the minute. Yeah, it won't last for forever. Um, but gaming, I think, will always be um, part of my life. So, the day before I get married, um, all the groomsmen are going to be coming over and. We're going to be setting up multiple screens, multiple consoles, and just playing games and and, and drinking beer for the day. Well, I'd like to think the night uh, the night before my wedding in nineteen ninety eight, Stuart slept here, didn't you? Yeah, and I'm fairly certain we must have played some sort of game. Yeah, 
I'm sure it was a bit of drink and fuel. PlayStation 1. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure there was drink involved and computer games. Maybe a bit of mutual masturbation. Bit of a circle jerk. Yeah. Soggy biscuit. <laughs> Packed of hobnobs. Best night of my life. <laughs> um, and on that note, I am going to wind up this episode. Ryan, I don't think you've ever had the privilege of saying the immortal words. I always forget what these words are. Uh, ah, it's not just me. <laughs> when you said Ryan, you could do it. I thought, thank God for that. I always oh. forget. Go on. Go for it. Just say what comes into your heart. That's it, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Let's stick oh. with that one. That's it, fuckers. Fucking hell.
Podcast Network. Door is not locked. Toilet door locked. Hello, it's me, the toilet. I just wanted to ask if he'd mind not flushing wet wipes, sanitary towels or nappies. The usual stuff's totally cool. I mean, I knew what I was getting myself into when I applied to be a toilet. Yeah, it's a great job. You know, I used to be a public toilet, and let me tell you, this is a step up. Ah, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, carry on. <laughs>